3: Hey guys, before this show starts, just want to let you know that over on Red Men Plus, our subscription service, we've got tons and tons of Liverpool content in podcast form as well. You love podcasts, we love making podcasts. Go and check it all out, that's redmenplus.com. Sign up for as little as £5 a month, you will not regret it. Now, enjoy the show. Honestly Mark, I I could have you here for two hours and we wouldn't be able to touch on everything that's happening at your club. We've got protest we've got potential new billionaires want to buy you players getting linked players getting linked away manager under pressure after two games it's chaos I me mean, that you must be absolutely exhausted i can only, I can only imagine
1: i was going to say you can probably tell by the the, the dark circles under my eyes i'm <laughs> absolutely knackered and uh, i don't think it's going to get any better in the next two weeks but uh yeah look this is one of the, this is our biggest game of the season and it just seems to be uh, a drop in the ocean compared to everything else There's so much going on at the moment and it's uh But actually, probably one of the most consistent things is we can pretty much tell what team's going to go out on on Monday and I can pretty much guarantee that it's going to be very unlikely that we see anything other than a Liverpool win, I think.
3: Let's go. Let's start off the field before we start looking at the game, because like I say, there's so much going on. So we know there's a protest planned for the game. Uh, yeah. Jim, there's been reports there about Jim Radcliffe and a potential takeover bid, which obviously must be moved up to the ears of Manchester United fans who are desperately trying to get rid of the Glazer family. Um, what's, the, what's the Can you just general the general thoughts of the fan base on that one? Mate? I mean, it seems pretty obvious now that until the owners change, not much is going to change at Manchester United, but this is the first real bid we've heard of for quite a while where there's significant... Truth behind it, I guess, I'm guessing that's quite exciting.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, the, the rivalry between Manchester United and Liverpool is, is the big rivalry, isn't it? And there's not a lot of love there, let's be honest. But there are there are a lot of similarities. You know, we've all, we've got had great managers of the past, great success, great fan base, um, you know, a, a real connection between the fans and the club that I don't think other clubs have got. And then Man United have got the Glazers for the last 16, 17 years who have put us into debt. You know, they make no secret of the fact that they... They want to take money out of it. It's a business model to them, and and that's been a constant battle for United fans for a long time, who really have been un, unsuccessful in trying to remove them. And then last night, I mean, I had Matt Dickinson on from the Times to promote a book this morning, and I couldn't believe it last night because we'd arranged that. And then he's breaking this massive story. And I said to him this morning, I don't. Think, he said, I couldn't. I actually can't believe the response to it. I said, Matt, you've just literally done a story saying that. Um, Sir Jim Radcliffe wants to buy Manchester United and this is the name that people always mention apart from Elon Musk but he actually is a British billionaire a Manchester Mancunian supports Man United and he's got the money Um, and, and you've just put a story out there and they've confirmed it that yeah if United's for sale we'll buy it well suddenly Man United have got the perfect buyer who's viably wanting to buy the club and you've now presented the next day with a situation where if you can get the Glazers out you've got the buyer so we're now You know, forget the protests for the Super League; they were massive. But we've now got a buyer. You know, we've got a buyer, and it's can we get the Glazers out? So Monday's massive because protests were happening anyway. The protests have been happening; they've been very successful. They've not really been picked up by the media as much, but they have been successful. Monday is an opportunity to to really, um, you know, put a big statement out. I don't think we're going to see games cancelled or anything like that, like we did with Liverpool in in the Super League, but. I suspect that there's going to be a lot of uh, momentum behind um, the United fan base to try and make a change. Whether we can do or not, that's that's the interesting thing.
3: Yeah, like I say, not, again, I had uh, two journalists. I spoke to Phil McNaughty and Jim White, and Jim was a big, a big man United fan. He said, not will change until them owners are gone. Uh, and, it's up to the, and yeah, we went through it with Hicks and Gillette, obviously. Mean. We knew. Offensively, it was fans that kind of got them out of there. The banks didn't help, of course. But it was fan pressure. It can lead to something. We'll see how it goes.
0: That's the sound of another sale on Shopify in store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash retail23. Shopify.com slash retail23. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs.
3: Oh, let's let's focus then before again on the on the pitch and well I say on the pitch transfers because I've got a list here, mate, very quick. I asked Chloe, one of our researchers to put a list together. I'm just gonna reel out a list of names that have been linked to your club in about the last 48 hours. Casemiro, Pulisic we've got Hudson-Odoi, Ziyech, Jan Sommer, we've got Rabiot, which looks like that one's gone, Giao Felix, Cunha, oh my God, the carry-on-going test, we've got De young uh, Meslier from Leeds, there's absolute tons, like, obviously there's a lot of play- outlets out there who use Manchester United's name, because why wouldn't you you're going to drive traffic from it, but even though, like some of these are from really reputable sources, we would trust that their interest is genuine, it, is, does it feel as scattergun as it is, because it just feels like, well here's Arn it. oh no, no, it's not his Pulisic, oh no, here it's not his. De young oh no, it's not. It just feels like it's absolute chaos there to, of, of with Eric Turn Hagen that well, trying to get players for him. It just it yeah. seems absolutely mad.
1: Yeah, and, and let's not forget that all summer it's been we're not looking at anything else until we get the Diong De deal done and that's suddenly just it's like United but De Jong, we, we were never in for De Jong. it's just completely disappeared. Um when it when when actually United have spent all summer after De Jong, So I mean and obviously, he said he didn't want to come to United, but they've sort of United have always put it out there. Oh, yeah, that's just his public stance. There's a, there's an agreement behind closed doors, and then suddenly it's like, well, there's not. But the interesting thing is that last week we're looking at Rabiot and Anartovic for very cheap. Suddenly, we're wanting to give Casemiro wages to make him the best, one of the best paid players in the league. We want to give um, Real Madrid sixty five million pounds, and Casemiro's thirty. We want to go back in for Anthony at Ajax and give them sixty five million. So something's changed in a week where we would bargain basements for an Artovich and now we're chucking 150 million. And I think it's got a lot to do with this potential Glazer pressure where I think they're going, oh my God, there's a viable buyer there. The fans are going to turn on us. Let's suddenly release the money that they weren't going to release, which actually I think United fans are quite awake to. So I suspect we will. I mean, You can never say never, but we are after Casemiro and we are back in for Anthony and that's, a good 130 40 million ready to go. So they are definitely chucking money. But two weeks left in the window, it's terrible planning. I mean, we've just lost to Brentford and Brighton. So it's desperation, but they're chucking big money at it.
3: Is it Ronaldo-related as well? Is there a PR that's asked to wait in there? Because, again, it, it, it still feels with him, mate, like... I saw his face, you know, There was reports that he's unhappy in training and Ten Hag's unhappy with him and blah, blah, blah. It's Cristiano, the, the PR machine behind Cristiano Ronaldo, we know is massive. You know, this first hand as well. Like it, it really is. It still does feel like that. There's no guarantee that come the end of August, Cristiano Ronaldo in Manchester. It still feels like if he could get a move away or you're not, even if United could kind of cut losses on him, that he might still be tempted to do that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm a massive Ronaldo fan and I always stick up for him because I remember what he's done in this shirt and, you know, incomparable to a Harry Maguire or a Bruno Fernandes, you know, Ronaldo's actually done it in a United shirt. So when he says this club lacks ambition and I want to leave, I mean, the club is in a mess. We want rid of the owners. We want rid of the CEO. We want rid of most of the players. He's not wrong and he sees it day to day. So I think Ronaldo probably will go. I hope he doesn't, but I don't don't have any ill will towards him. I I, I think basically he, he sees what the fans see and he's just like, I've probably got one, two years left. You know, I don't want to be here. I think I know I know people don't like that, but I, I do agree with it. And I think that yeah, it's just gonna be where he goes. But maybe they're chucking money at it to try and say, look, we are ambitious. I, I you know, with United at the moment you can you can you can convince you yourself of one argument and then the other argument is completely valid as well. It's just such a contradiction and a mess. And yeah. Um so there's literally no player we can't get linked to at the moment. Doesn't matter whether they're completely rubbish or the, or Mbappe. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if we bid for him. It's just ridiculous, <laughs> at man.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, it made it feel. I don't know if that's if it's. Sometimes they are just that stupid, or to come across it, like you think there must be a plan behind it, but actually no, sometimes it is just a bit of silliness. Like no, no, I, no. I think Casemiro is really good. I've seen him first hand in European Cup finals against Liverpool. Have really good games. It just seems counterproductive. You bring in a young manager with a brand new philosophy, and then spend a club record wages at least on a 30-year-old defensive midfielder. And I know Man United need to get a midfielder because the McTominay-Fred thing just isn't working. We all know that. But, yeah, it, again, it, it just seems counterproductive. Why, why are we changing? Why are we putting a manager in place who we hope can build here for the next X amount of years? Is it a case already, Mark, that like there's a bit of pressure on the manager? Like, you, it doesn't know, like... That he's guaranteed to get this, like, you know, that guaranteed three years because Man United are such a shambles. Like, if he keeps losing at some point, he's got to win games. Do you think even he's realised, actually, it might, I've got this grand plan, but actually, I might just need to win a couple of games now and keep my job because God knows where we're like in six months down the line? Well, it's interesting with the Liverpool game coming
1: up. Uh, there were some leaks from the dressing room yesterday that some of the players are not happy with the style of football that Ten Hag plays and we should be more pragmatic, which basically means let's go back to a back five and hit teams on the break, which. I just completely disagreed. You know, one of the exciting things about Ten Hag is he plays a high line, high possession. I, what's the point in after two games, turning him into something he's not? But that, that, that means there is pressure. That means that players already are like questioning him. I mean, Man United dressing room is a disgrace anyway, but there will be people in that dressing room who are saying, well, wow, what's he ever done? He's only ever done it in the Eredivisie. Uh, they're probably not intelligent enough to know that he took a team to a Champions League final and has destroyed teams in the Champions League but yeah I mean he will be under pressure um, I think a lot of the media preferred the Pochettino um, Ten Hag was the fan choice so you know we all know what the media's like so lose on Monday three losses in a row you know it's that's, that's not good whoever you are and there are mitigating circumstances but yeah the pressure will ramp up on Ten Hag uh, just hopefully the The transfer window chaos and what's going on with the with the glazers maybe will relieve him a bit of pressure, but you know ultimately as soon as it's match day, everyone's focus is on that, isn't it?
3: What are your thoughts on Ten Hag Are you a fan? You like what you've seen so far? Again, there's been I watched that Brentford game and I just thought it was a shambles, DiMaggio, including from him. I think he got a lot of things wrong in there. But what's the general sense from from first of all yourself and any other United fans that you that you speak to on a daily basis? I mean, I, I'm 100% behind
1: him because he's the manager I wanted. But I'd be lying. Look, I think everybody, everybody has to be open to criticism. And you're right, the Brentford game was massively naive. Putting Ericsson as a holding midfielder, Klopp would never do that, and neither would Pep. And, that, and that's got to be the, the level that you want to want to try and get to. Um, Harry Maguire being kept as captain, ridiculous. Ben, benching Varane, I, I I can't believe I live in a world where Varane sat on the bench and Harry Maguire starting. Um, Bruno Fernandes, been terrible for months, just living off form from God knows how long ago, stays on every game. Rashford's the same. I mean, 10 yards of the manager, he's got to take responsibility for that. I mean, people like conspiracy theories, and I agree with them. I mean, I don't know how McTominay starts games, and but, you, know, you know, the manager has to take responsibility for that. I don't know what the reasons are for that. But um, other than that, I think that, you know, he's got a very clear vision, very clear style of play. And he's not been backed in the transfer window. And the preparation for this season has been abysmal. Um, And those players are very weak-minded players. So you give them 1-0 down to Brentford, you know that's going to be 2-3 very, very quickly. And and so it was.
0: Thanks for listening. If you want even more Bosch content and podcasts just like this, go over to RedmenPlus.com and sign up now. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify. In store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com retail 23. Shopify.com retail 23.